Welcome to Fantasy Island. I will be your parole officer for today. I'm Sweet T, and with me is R.W. King and Bombo. Fellas, how the hell are you today? Good. Does that mean we're in Alcatraz or something? Is that what it is? Because we're well, on you know, Island and you're the fucking warden or the parole. What are you, a parole officer, you said? I'm a parole officer, you know. Uh, you well, know, you're talking it, to Bombo because I, I didn't get paroled yet. All right, I got it. <laughs> Well, okay, since we're talking, King, uh, you know, Bombo and I, while you were gone uh, in the Huskow, as Bombo likes to say, we had a little bit of a bet. Maybe you can kind of settle it for us. Uh, Bombo was betting that they took your flower while you were locked up. And I said that that flower was taken a long time ago. So can you kind of settle the bet for us? Oh, you're talking if I got deflowered in there? Is right. that what you're asking? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I, the first thing you, when you said flower, I'm thinking weed, you know, because that's the hip term for it. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking, man, I, I didn't get no weed in the fucking who's cow dog. But I mean, do we really got to talk about that now, dude? About being the just trying to settle the, a bet. In jail? Just trying to settle a bet. That's all. Before we get into this. Yeah, we're not going to settle that bet, man. <laughs> all right. I mean, there's there's no I, I get the easy answer is like, no, bro, it's never happened. But if you say it like that, then you're like, mm hmm, got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's no way, yeah. Doug. You protest. And if I said, yeah, yeah, why not, dude? I let it happen all the time. Then it's like, you're looking at me different, bro. You know what I mean? I so already I just do. want to go there. You know, I, I got a lot of respect for Bombo. I don't want to do that to him. You know what <laughs> I mean? So just saying, guys, but. You know, I, I think that sort of sucked that you guys thought I was incarcerated last week, dude. I mean, come well, on, dude. That's, I'm an upstanding yeah. citizen. Of? Right? Don't know. It, it was, I'm just saying. Define, ups, define upstanding. That's all I got to say. Define upstanding. I try to get to work on time. Okay, very good. That's effort, <laughs> dog. I mean, I'm trying. Never, uh, all right, let's a, just get A for effort, dog. A yeah, for effort. All right. A for effort. All right. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into this today. We're going to start getting into the he did what last week. There was a lot, a lot of guys that could have been hitting on this list. We could have had a very long list, but we had to kind of whittle it down to three of them. So, Bombo, I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to you. You tell me who your week 15 he did what the he did what for week 15 has to come from the game that we all probably thought was done at halftime and that's that Indianapolis Colts Vikings game and Kirk Cousins we give Kirk Cousins a lot of shit on this show uh we've gone back and forth whether he could lead you to the fantasy playoffs can he lead you to a championship is he reliable and it wasn't looking too good for him uh for two and a half quarters of football and then that offense just blew up everything was going right for them Kirk Cousins was the man behind that comeback uh, he was just playing with so much confidence. The team was playing for him. It seemed different than some pre previous Kirk Cousins blow up games where he's just throwing it up, up there. And Justin Jefferson is pretty much making the best out of a bad throw. He was on the money. Justin Jefferson also showed us a lot by playing through a couple of injury scares, but Kirk Cousins really just came to play, uh, four tutties, 460 passing yards. And, you know, if that would have went into overtime, he probably would have put up another one, you know, might be another 80 yards and a touchdown. But when it came down to it, this is what we all expect the Vikings to do. Uh, when we look at all the weapons that they have, um, we expect Justin Jefferson to go off. We expect Dalvin Cook to go off. We expect Kirk Cousins to go off. And we've said it before on previous shows. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. Uh, but all the stars align for this team. And at the end, we were like, he did what? 
Yeah, no, excellent, excellent points. And, you know, all I got to say is, you like that? I mean, come on. This was WWE, just the way that you always say that the NFL is WWE. I mean, this just had it written all over it. But, you know, that Colts defense, uh, that that's just, that just embarrassing. That was just a bad bad display. I mean, that was a clinical uh, how not to implode. Well, I mean, okay, now think about this, guys, and break it down this way. First thing to say is that this is exactly and the only way you can really have a huge game fantasy-wise as a quarterback like that anymore. Because the whole thing, like, think about this way. Like, when Mahomes is going off, he got 300 yards in the first half, finished with less than 400 because they throttled down. They got a big lead. When you're from behind like that, Basically, they just went into a two-minute offense the entire second half. So now you force the defense to make an adjustment because there's too many receivers on the field. And now those motherfuckers are getting tired because they're chasing guys all over the field. It's spread now. So that's really, I mean, it, it worked out because they they started fucking catching on. You know, but, I mean, the reality is, if you look at Kirk Cousins' two biggest games, they're from games just like this where he was behind huge. And he had to come back. And that's really the formula in fantasy. You know, when that and I guess what I'm getting at for all our listeners is when your guy's not having a great day, don't just shut off the TV because you're going to miss some kind of history, dog, just like what happened on Sunday. You know, and it took everybody, you know, a little bit of sprinkling of some Dalvin Cook going on, KJ Osborne, everybody feasted, you know, and that's what happens in those games, you know. So no hats off to Kirk Cousins, man. You know, and I don't know if it's Indy's D or it was just... Indy's shit. They're dog shit. They're horrible. They got nothing. And it shows, you know, and they jumped out to a huge lead. I don't know how the fuck they did that. They picked them off like three times. And their defense isn't that Yeah, it was that all good. that defense. So it could have been just the fact that Kirk Cousins got himself in a hole and he fucking had to dig him out. But, you know, I think like Bombo said, he was on point this game. It wasn't just like chucked the ball up and got lucky a few times with some deep ones to Jefferson. He was threading the ball and he can thread the ball as long as he's not rushed. I just don't know what's going on in the first half with him, but man, hats off to him. It's a great game. Absolutely. King, you want to go ahead and uh, lead us into your week 15 he did what? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and talk about Trevor Lawrence, man. Trevor Lawrence has been going off all year as as far as I thought. And I saw the progression, even from week one, 180 yards, a touchdown, 220 yards a second week. There was progression every week. And something happened right around Thanksgiving time with this guy, but the light went on since week nine. And since week nine, this guy's the number one fantasy quarterback, man. This guy's fucking doing pretty damn good. Especially with Justin Fields, you know, he he was a little bit nicked up. He missed parts of games the last couple of games. Trevor Lawrence has been blowing up 300 yards, multiple touchdowns in the last two games. And the games he didn't go off, he was right there close to it, too. He's not turning the ball over. He did turn the ball over Sunday because he got whacked on a scramble. He made a big play to get a long first down on a third down. And instead of just going down... He tried to cut up and get five or six more yards, and he got whacked, and the ball came flying out. He got lucky because their defense turned him over like the next play or two. But, I mean, this is part of the maturation, right, of this guy and part of what he needs, and you can see the growth in him. 
and you can see all the talent in him. So Jacksonville's set up, man. And with that coach now, it's just, I mean, last year, I, I it's like I said to everybody, you can't really tell what he was last year just because it was so bad. He forgot what he was. He didn't even know how to throw the fucking ball. So now it's like you've got a real guy, his head's on straight again, and now he's just on an upward trajectory. And, wow, I'm just thinking what's going to happen next year when they have Calvin Ridley on that team? It's going to be ridiculous, guys. He's throwing the fucking, like, Zay Jones, everybody else. I think Bombo mentioned that last week or a couple weeks ago. You know, wait till this guy gets a number one receiver with Christian Kirk. Look at Evan Ingram, the resurrection of Evan Ingram, who was an all-star, a pro bowler his first year, his rookie year. He was fucking leading the NFC in receptions. They got weapons, guys. They're the real deal. And these guys are going to be fucking around with that AFC South or whatever they're in for the next five or six years. You know, Trevor Lawrence is the man and great game, you know, 300 yards plus and four touchdowns this week. He's my stud of the week, man. My big time Sunday stud. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, I'm right now. I'm, I'm all aboard that train uh, and I'm ready to stand outside of it, wherever I need to stand outside holding signs that say Trevor Lawrence deserves Justin Herbert respect because right as of right now, if you were to switch them, I would say Trevor Lawrence would, would have the chargers in a better position right now than, than they currently are. I'm just seeing I think he, and I'm not going to go as far as say he's a better arm talent or just a better overall quarterback. It's just time to start talking about him the way that we talk about Herbert, because as much as he's a darling in the eyes of, of the media and a lot of NFL fans and fantasy fans, what have they really won? And right now, just like you said, King, we're watching this guy learn from his mistakes. He never makes the same mistakes twice. He, he knows how to play the position and he knows how to take the coaching and he uses it and he applies it and he just gets better every week. And super smart kid, man. Super, super smart. smart. He has the pedigree. I know we've joked about it. I've talked in passing with people and told them he's probably going to be the closest thing as far as pedigree wise to the next Andrew Luck that we've seen as far as, you know, just a raw quarterback that just has it upstairs and then all the physical Great ability. Comparison. Great comparison. I, I think so. I, I think Andrew Luck to me was the class of quarterbacks that came out of college ready to go and just lifted a team and carried it. You know what I mean? And I think that's exactly what it's, it's perfect comparison to Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, guys, I agree with you guys completely. Although I will say that Trevor Lawrence really kind of just proved me wrong. I had him a couple of weeks ago as my must sit and he must have heard it. He just completely said, you know what, sweet TF you. Bulletin board material. Yeah, bulletin board. He (laughs) balled out ever since. It's just sick. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, this guy, he's got his head on right right now. They're firing all cylinders. And here's the other thing, guys. They're one game away or they're one game back of winning that division right now. And from a fantasy standpoint, this guy's racking in those fantasy numbers. So, you know, fantasy owners of him should be starting him and be loving it right now. Okay, here's a question for both of you guys. Okay, just throwing it out there, not even knowing the matchups. The rest of the season, you have two quarterbacks. You have to pick one now to play out the rest of the year. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. I'll pro- I take Trevor probably Lawrence. Go, yeah, I'll probably go with Trevor Lawrence only because the touchdowns and the fact that the way that they're playing right now. 
Although I love Fields with his running and what he's doing. I mean, he had two teddies last week in the air. Yeah, that's tough, but I'd take Lawrence. Two teddies in the air and probably a 50-yard touchdown run that he barely stepped out of bounds and they, yeah, they had to review it. And yeah, he got on the back. nine. Yeah, yeah. He got back. So. That's a good. That's a good one, King. I know if you're in a league that has a lot of fun bonus scoring, I may go Fields. But if it's real traditional, I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence just because of the the multiple touchdown uptime. To make Bumbo is how the scoring's set up because I give it, you know, because I got both these motherfuckers in the same league, and in the <laughs> same league, long touchdowns get fucking super points. So it's like, fuck, how do you sit Justin Fields? But Trevor Lawrence is so hot. And plus, I just started out so bad in that league anyway. I had my quarterback was Matt Stafford. You know what I mean? I got lucky drafting this guy and getting Justin Fields. But, I mean, and now I just, I'm missing every week. This week, I played Justin Fields. The week before, I played Trevor Lawrence. And they both, they were opposite. You know, the other guy blew up. So, I'm just sucking dick right now. Can I say that? Yeah, I guess I did. All right, man. This is an FM radio, so we're good. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and get into my he did what of week 15. And this one, I don't know, it's like a milk carton type of situation. We have a Delvin Cook sighting. Somebody turned him in and said, hey, I found him. 95 yards rushing, 95 yards receiving, and one receiving tutty. I mean, really, let's face it, guys, when we were talking this through, I mean, he really could have been on the who the fuck list. But because we haven't seen him all season and we really kind of wanted to give him that kind of pub that he really deserves and should have been, you know, on this list all season long, we decided to throw him on here. But, I mean, what a hell of a performance last week. I mean, really, really deserving of it this week, to be honest with you guys. I think the thing that stood out to me was that he had 100 yards rushing. The 95 yards receiving came on one catch. He would have been pedestrian there. He got like a 75, 80 yard touchdown catch and fucking ran that motherfucker. And his own guy almost took him out before he got in. So it's like I said, in that type of game, everybody feasts. I mean, like we talked about, you know, it's just all these guys were doing well. I think the only one who didn't do well was fucking your boy Thielen. Did he get anything? I don't think. Yeah, I think he did. No, he got a tutty, I think. Yeah, but did he get any yards? See, okay, yeah, even a if he bit. didn't get yards, a he just got a touchdown. There was, like, everything to go around for everybody. Right. It's like Oprah. You know, here's a house for you, a house for you, house for you, house for you. Teddy for you, Teddy for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You teddy get a Teddy. You. Yards you for you. Dalvin, you get yards and a Teddy. Rushing, receiving, he, all of it. Because you I haven't had shit all year. A, no, I was going to say, I think the only one that didn't get a Teddy was Hawkinson. Fuck, I forgot that dude was on their team. Shit, he hasn't shown up in three weeks, dude. Fuck, he had yeah. that big game, that breakout game, and fuck, I haven't heard of him since. Just saying. TJ. And it goes back to what you were saying uh, beginning of Segment King, where nowadays in fantasy, you want a team that has offensive weapons to get behind real fast and so that they can a big deficit so that everybody they're going to have to open up that playbook. Cause if you think about it, they're down 33 zero and they were still handing the ball off to Dalvin cook. They, they didn't abandon the run game They They started going through the entire playbook to see what they can do to put some points up. And that's how everybody was able to feast like that because they could have easily just been chucking it down the field. Well, they were in the fourth quarter cause they were running out of time. That's when they went into this mm-hmm. fucking two minute offense. They were doing the hurry up offense dude. 
that's the thing that kills the defense because they can't sub anybody. When the other team doesn't sub and they're on the ball, man, go ahead and run a guy off. We're going to snap it and you're going to get a fucking offside penalty or 12 guys on the field, whatever it is. You know, and that's what sucks. And it just wiped out Indy. Andy sucks anyway, but I'm just saying, wow. Wow. Dalvin Cook. So that's going to go ahead and wrap us up for the he did what? Now there's got to be some of those guys that just blew up this week and we just didn't understand why they blew up because they haven't done anything all season and it helps absolutely nobody in fantasy. So that's our who the fuck. So I'm going to go ahead and throw it to King. Let us know who your week 15 who the fuck is. All right, my week 15 who the fuck was K.J. Osborne. We're talking about all these guys feasting on this team, okay? K.J. Osborne was supposed to step up this year. You know, there was some a little bit of hype on him. The guy didn't do shit. Then he breaks out and has a game like this. 32 PPR points, man. Imagine if you played K.J. Osborne because nobody did. So why the fuck and who the fuck would you do that on the first week of the playoffs, KJ? Do that shit in week five. Do that shit in week eight, bro. What the hell? You know what it was? Have you guys ever heard that song? Or the I forget what it is, but it's like, tonight is your night, bro. Tonight is <laughs> yeah. your night, bro. He must have had that song in his head or something. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. Why would he do that, man? KJ Osborne. What the fuck, bro? What the fuck? KJ Osborne. <laughs> Yeah, he really had himself a crazy, crazy ass game. Ten I catches. Mean, he had like 14, 15 targets. How okay, how many sixteen targets? Did, how many passes did Cousins throw? Sixty? Seventy? Had to. I don't know how many attempts he had. I could look it up. Yeah, somebody looked that shit up because Homeboy had fucking ten catches and sixteen targets or something. Hundred and sixteen targets receiving and a fucking tutty. Yeah. How many? 157 yards re, uh, receiving in Tutty. Yeah, I'm looking up right now, Cousins, for you. Fucking dude. I mean, because Jefferson ate. He had 100 yards and eight or nine catches. Probably that's 12 or 13 targets. You know what I mean? Because they weren't catching shit in the first half. I don't know, man. I'm just saying, boy. All right, so Kirk Cousins had 54 attempts, 34 completions. For 460 yards. 54. They stuck his arm in a bag of ice after the game, Doug. Hey, think about this, guys. Right? I mean. Stuck everything in a bag of ice. Yeah. Right? And that's what I'm saying. Fucking just. (laughs) Yeah. Poor Kirk. dude. He gets wiped out. He can't last much. Well, he was getting. That first half, though, he kind of took a couple big hits, too. Okay. Once that dude gets hit, he does not want to fucking play no more. That's just the way it is. He tries to be tough, but then he'll take another hit because he's tough. And it's sort of like he does the chihuahua after that. <laughs> like, fuck that. I'm done. But all right, moving on. Who's your who the fuck? Bombo. Well, my who the fuck is Russell Gage from the Bucks. I know that we were pretty high on him going into the season just because uh, you know, it's Tom Brady. It's that offense. He was taking targets that Antonio Brown was previously, uh, holding, uh, and Gronkowski. 
And he's a talented wide receiver. We've seen it in Atlanta. We saw it when he took over for Ridley in Atlanta. And he just barely came alive in week 15. He's been hampered by hamstring injuries all year. So he never got into a flow. He never was that, that key part of the offense that they brought him in for, for during free agency. So they've been trying to, you know, will Julio Jones out there on his rascal and Mike Evans hasn't really been Mike Evans. Chris Godwin is getting targeted 16, 17 times a game and he's doing his thing and they're getting what they can out of the running backs. No big chunk plays, but they're catching passes. So they needed a spark and they got that spark from Russell Gage. They still lost the game, but they're still somehow first place in that division with the losing record. So the Bucks are just doing what the Bucks do. They'll sneak into the playoffs. And if Russell Gage is, somehow involved in this offense and is able to put up a stat line similar to what he just did in week 15, which is eight catches, 59 yards and two touchdowns. This guy can be a key contributor. I don't know if you're going to be starting him right now, but if you're definitely in anything of like that 14 to 18 team league, he's probably on a team right now and you should be probably considering him for your starting lineups. If he's going to be clicking like this with Tom Brady, what do you guys think? I think it's tough to start them because you're in the middle of the playoffs. So if you advance, you're in the semis right now. And and these are completely decimated, guys. Absolutely. He's probably out on the waiver wire and someone who's going to have probably, you know, probably a lower floor than you want, but has some ceiling, man, because he's got touchdown Tommy. So, I mean, if you're decimated at the position and I get it, Cooper Cup and, you know, all these other guys that have gone down for the year. Then yeah, and you got to do that, or even one of your guys went down. Maybe you got Tyler Lockett. They don't know if he's going to play this week. You know what I mean? And it's a good option, man. I, I think so. But I think overall, I think at this point he's starting to click now. Week fifteen, it's a little late. The year's lost. It was a disappointing year for Russell Gage. Yeah, he was hurt early in the year. Uh, he got hurt during the preseason, and he never really just kind of caught on between him and Brady. So. Uh, I don't know. I, I think you're absolutely right. He's starting to finally click with them and he's starting to show up. But to me, it's one of those type of situations where unless you're decimated, you really can't start him on any kind of roster. Maybe if you're in a deep flex type of situation, you can do that. But other than that, I probably say yeah, you can't. Yeah, I think he helps more real football team than he does fantasy team. Unless you're a hardcore Bucks fan or you went to high school with the guy or you're, you're the guy that washes his car or something like that, start him. He's getting hot. I'm going to jump into my who the fuck of week 15. And that's going to be going back to Jacksonville, Zay Jones, 35 PPR points. Who the fuck did that help this week? Six catches, 109 yards, and three tutties. Three tutties. That's crazy. Now, he's had one other big game this year. That was week 12 against Baltimore. He had 145 yards, but no tutties. This, by far, was his biggest week. He, for whatever reason, was clicking on all cylinders with Trevor Lawrence this week. And it was just a thing of beauty to see. But it helped absolutely no fantasy owners at all. Two words, Calvin Ridley. Imagine when he comes next year, guys. I mean, he's doing this with Zay Jones as his number one guy. And hats off to Trevor Lawrence for giving Zay Jones that bonus money and that extra lunch money this week. Because, you know, he got a fat stack and it's fucking per diem. Just saying. You know what I mean? They all get lunch money every week or whatever they call it. You know, plus they get paid every week. So he probably got a ton of bonuses. He's probably bonus real contract. 
So, yeah, thank you, Trevor Lawrence, for fucking making my paycheck double this week. Appreciate you. That's if Ridley is going to show up because there's a lot of rumors going around saying that he may not even play. He may be just be completely done. So there's that option as well. That that could happen. I think that talk was earlier in the year and I did hear that as well. But I think the whole point was like, fuck, why do I want to go to that shitty ass Jacksonville team? Now look at him. I think he might want to go because you know what? He has a a lot more going for him than than he had in Atlanta. True. And if you look at Zay Jones, if you see what he did last year uh, for Las Vegas, he's been ascending up too. He's no matter what, I think Zay Jones is a starter in this league, whether it be as that third wide receiver or that second wide receiver. Hopefully Jacksonville, you know, he feels home there and he could be a part of that buildup. I'm not even going to call it a rebuild because they got the foundation already down. They just got to, you know, add the windows and slap a sofa in that bitch and they're good. So I think that if he's really found his spot here in this offense, but even if he was just like a one-year deal or something like that, I think he's done enough to earn a contract somewhere else to be a, a key part in an offense going forward. He'll, he's like Marvin Jones. that He'll always have a job. Yeah, and I think that's the key point you hit that is that it really depends on what he wants. You know, if he wants more money and he's saying, look, I got to capitalize on the fucking year I had instead of saying in his head, I should have a couple more of these kind of years. Or maybe he thinks because someone else is coming next year, he won't have that kind of year. It might hurt his value. Then that'll probably determine where he goes. But he's like a, he's like one of those guys off the bench that could just come in and hit a home run for you. He was the number one receiver when everybody went down in Vegas last year. Mm-hmm. And he carried that team to the playoffs with fucking Derek Carr. So, yeah, hats off Zay Jones. Here's another fact and just a little something to throw at you guys. Look at these three receivers. Like, no one in their life would be playing these three guys, but I guarantee you this. Somebody, somebody in Daily Fantasy has these three guys as their starting lineup and fucking won that shit because of that, because they put all their money somewhere else. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, there's so many different um, combinations, millions and millions of combinations of teams. Someone had to pick this. You know what I mean? So (laughs) imagine that if you were that guy who was like, Fucking a little bit fucked up when you're doing your shit at night. I gotta do it before the morning. I'm not gonna wake up in time. Oh fuck, this guy's okay. Yeah, he could have a game. Yeah, yeah. Tommy touchdown with him. Yeah, sure. Fucking next thing you know, the guy wins fucking a million bucks. You know? Yeah. That's how it happens. All right, guys. Before we wrap this up, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, just kind of throw a little shout out that we started last week, and so we got two shout outs this week. One, Justin Fields. Hey, big shout out to Justin Fields for rushing over a thousand yards in a season. He's only the third quarterback in the NFL to do it. Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson are the only other two. And the last shout out is going to be to the Raiders defense for that pick six to win the game. Big shout out to them. That was a big win. Okay, dude, if you're going to give the Raiders D a shout out for that, I get it. But dude, that's more on New England. And come on, Mac Jones, try to make a tackle, bro. He like sat down and got pushed down like a little kid, dude. That was okay, funny. If you're going to shout that, that out, I'm shouting out the Jags D. Because the Jags D stepped up and over time they intercepted the ball and they got a pick six and a walk off. I'm just saying. Hey, I'll King, the Jags D has people right now questioning if Dak Prescott can take the Cowboys all the way. That was the story this morning. That was the story. That was the story come Monday morning. And that's like, hey, the Jags D did that. I think Dak isn't the guy. 
I don't know if he could ever do that. He hasn't proven nothing. He's had opportunities. He's just gotten hurt. So I'm just, you know, one of those things, man. But shouting out to the Jags D. All right, so that's going to go ahead and do it for our Week 15 recap of He Did What and Who the Fuck. For Bombo and R.W. King, I'm Sweet T, and we are out.